Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. about you, but this pandemic, I'm about tired of it. <laughs> I don't know anything else to say but that. It's just like, I just sort of feel that way. And I don't know about you, but I, I can remember again when this started happening, it was like a wave that just began to, like all of a sudden people began to cancel sporting events several weeks ago. And, and the next thing you knew, we were in a shelter in place. And it's like, what happened? And, and maybe you feel that way, like it's like it's just sort of has become a little overwhelming. And today we're beginning a brand new series called Turning Setbacks into Comebacks. And I believe that God wants to do that for you. And we're starting a, this series over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about that. But one of, the, one of the things that I want to share with you is a guy by the name of Job. Job actually was a guy that in the scripture who had a maybe a more difficult time than we're having right now, a lot more difficult. Because where we had a, like a week of a wave hit us, Job, everything happened to him in one day. One day that he was, you know, he, Job was a wealthy man. He was a righteous man. He, he was a good man. And one day his servants come from the field and said, Job, listen, we got trouble. There is a group of bandits, uh, terrorists come in and, and they took all your cattle that you have. And so you no longer have cattle. And then there goes a portion of his income. His wealth is gone. And then another one comes and says, hey, there was a, a bad storm, a hailstorm. And all your sheep and all your goats were killed with a hailstorm. And wow, Job's like, so there goes all of his wealth. He's done. He's broke. And then the worst news of all come. Another servant come and said, in that bad storm, we had a bad storm. And your children who lived outside of town the house that they were all in together blew over and it crushed all 10 of your children they're no longer there can you imagine how job must have felt to say he was overwhelmed is like the understatement of the year wouldn't you agree with that i mean he felt so overwhelmed like many of us have felt through this pandemic that we've been in but i want to tell you today the title of the message I want to share with you is, is when my setbacks seem irreversible. What do I do when my setback seems irreversible? Because that's exactly what Joe felt like, was it that all of this has happened to me. And what do I do then? Well, I'll tell you what you do. When you feel like you're in a situation that you don't see an end in sight or you don't know how you're going to come out of this, there's one thing that you do, and that is that you trust God. You trust God. And so I have a statement that's going to be coming up on your screen right now. And I want you to just, I want you to just scare your kids if they're in the house. You're going to say this so loud. I mean, like in your living room, bedroom, wherever you are, I want you to just say this so loud that maybe, maybe if you're by yourself that the neighbors hear you, okay? Because this is true. So let's say it together. You ready? Come on. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. Oh, say that again. Come on with a little, little fire. You ready? Trusting God is my path back 
to my comeback, baby. Yes, we, we're coming back. We're going to get through this pandemic together, and we're, we're, we just begin to see a light at the end of the tunnel. God is doing something right now. And so I want to go with you. I want to go through the word tr- uh, trust today, and we're going to go through every letter of that word, and each letter is going to represent a step for our comeback. Because remember, we had a setback, but God is preparing our comeback. Amen, everybody. He's doing that. So let's go ahead and talk about it. I want to give you the number, the first one, the letter T is this. The letter T is tell God exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel. That's the first thing that you have to do if you're going to have a comeback is be honest with God. You know, too many times in our lives, we try to tell God what we think he wants us to hear, what he wants to hear. We try to tell him what we think he wants us to say. Instead of just being transparent and just honest and saying, God, here's how I feel. And that's exactly what Job did. Look at what it says. Job 7 11 said this. No, I can't be quiet. I am angry. I have to speak. That's what you need to do is quit bottling it up and get it out. You know, one of the greatest signs of someone that is in pain is they begin to blame and complain. That's a sign of someone that's in pain, that something's going on inside of them, is when they start blaming and complaining. And we have a saying that we say at SEC, and that is this. It says, revealing my feelings is the beginning of healing. When I reveal how I feel, then I can heal. And so even with God, you have to get it out. You can't work it out until you get it out. And so holding on, bottling all those feelings up just creates more anxiety, more tension, and more stress. So when you get it out, it changes everything. And I want to encourage you to do that today. Don't wait another moment. Maybe, maybe after this, um, time, our time together is over, maybe you just walk out in your backyard and, and you just let it out. Just tell God exactly how you feel. He can handle that. God can handle it. Look at Lamentations 2 and 19. It says this. <clears throat> Cry out in the night. Pour out your heart like water in prayer to the Lord. What is he saying? He's saying spill your guts. He's saying get it all out. Tell God exactly how you feel. It doesn't matter how ugly it sounds. It doesn't matter. God can handle that. Because in order for you to have a comeback and get get over this setback, is that you've got to let it out. You've got to tell God. And so I have a question for you. And the question is this. What frustration... Have you been holding on to that you haven't let out? Because whatever you're holding in is holding you back. Oh, let me, let me say that again. Wow. Whatever you've been holding in is holding you back. Why don't you let it out? Okay, I'm going to give you a chance to let something out. Now, again, we're going to say this statement is coming on the screen. <clears throat> Wait, scare your kids in the house or, or your neighbors. You're going to say it so loud. Come on, let's say it. You ready? Come on. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. I'm coming back. We just had a setback. Our setback's temporary, but we're going to make our way back because God's going to help us. So the letter R in the word trust, I'd like to share it with you, is refuse to become resentful. <clears throat> Just refuse. It's okay to get mad at God. It's okay to say, God, I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm worried. I'm confused. I don't, and you can say whatever you want to say. 
But we just can't let that turn into bitterness or resentfulness to where, you, you know, resentfulness is where, like, everything you say is bad about God. We can't let that happen. You know, I look in, in Job 1, we're going to read this passage in just a second. But before we do, I want to tell you that what I'm about to read to you is Job's, Job's response to those three guys that I told you that come to him and told him, hey, your cattle is gone. Hey, all your sheep and goat just got killed and your children have just perished. And this is what Job says in response to that. Look what it says. I came naked from my mother's womb, he said, and I shall have nothing when I die. Can I tell you something? I have two children, and I was privileged to be there when they, uh, Rhonda gave birth to them. And I can tell you this, that is so true. When they come in this world, they had nothing with them. You know, they didn't come into the world with, with uh, $20 bills in each hand. They didn't do that and say, you know, Dad, I'm going to cost you a lot of money, so here I got, 20, I got $40, 20 in each hand to give you. No, they didn't do that. They didn't come with any toys. You know, they didn't, come with a, they didn't come with a remote control in their hands so they could play video games. They didn't do any of They didn't have any of that. They come with nothing. And so that's the same way you come. And Job said that. And then the second thing is this. Is I've, been, I've been privileged to be the pastor here for 25 years, over 25 years now, of this church. I have done hundreds of funerals. And I can tell you to this day, I have never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul to the graveside. Never. You know why? Because you don't take anything with you. And that's what Job understood. And then he goes on and says this. The Lord gave me everything I had, and they were his to take away. Now, notice this next statement. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or revile God. In all of this, Job didn't do that. See, the, the ultimate test of our faith is that we learn to worship God in times like this. In Job's most critical time, that's what he done. And everything, Job says, the world, his whole world was crashing down on him. But instead of him, him freaking out and, and instead of him blaming God, just keep blaming, blaming God and getting resentful, Job chose to worship because Job said this, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. It's, listen, things bad are going to happen in this world. They're going to happen. And Job said, listen, God has been good to me. He's blessed me. He's taken care of me. And God, it's his. He had it before I got it, and it'll be his when I'm gone. It's all God's anyway. So blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to challenge you right now. Even though you're in pain, and even though you may be hurting physically, you may be sick, and you may be hurting even though that maybe relationally you're hurting right now, there's tension in your relationships with your children or with your spouse or with your parents, and there's tension there. Or maybe you're hurting financially right now. You don't know what's going to happen with your job. You've lost your job. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm telling you, in the midst of that, why don't you just begin to say, God, you are still good no matter what. You're good all the time. And I will bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. I will bless his holy name. It's amazing what happens when you begin to do that. It changes everything. 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 <clears throat> So I want to ask you a question. What are you resentful about today? Is there anything that's gotten down in your soul that you just need to let go of and get it out? 
So we're, we're spelling the word trust, the letter T, R, now the next letter is U. And U is this, it's unite with other people who will help me focus on God. Unite with other people who will help me focus on God. For any comeback to happen, you have to have good people around you to help you back. It, you know, we need people in our lives to help us back. And Job had a friend who gave him some good advice. And I'd like to share that advice with you because, listen, this is temporary what we're going through. You know what, you know what will make it temporary is how you respond to it. You know, if you're, if you're in your setback and you get stuck, if you get stuck over here and just complaining and, and just venting, if you get stuck there, you're not going to have a comeback. And so getting around other people that can help you, look what Job's friend said. He said this, don't let your anger and the pain that you've endured make you sneer at God. He said, reputation and riches cannot protect you from distress nor can you find safety in the dark world below. What was he talking about there? He's talking about a cult. And then he goes on to say this. Oh, look at this next statement. Don't turn to evil as a way of escape. God's power is unlimited. Others have praised God for what he has done, so join with them. Job had two pieces of advice for us. His friend had two pieces of advice for Job, and they're good for us as well. The first one I would tell you is this is don't turn to evil in pain. That is the temptation that you're going to have is that w the more that you get frustrated and the more that, that you feel out of control, the more you're going to try to find something to help you. And many of, many of you right now, you watching right now, every one of you, you, I'm talking to you, is that this temp you've, had, you've had temptations that you haven't had in a long time. Some of you actually have had uh, alcohol issues come up that you thought you had handled a long time ago. All of a sudden, there's an urge there now. With drug abuse, there's an urge there now like never before. And then some is like with pornography, there's an urge there like never before. And some is a compulsive spending, there's an urge there like never before. And so you find yourself, and some is even gaming, like you, you know, you've distanced yourself with some of that, and now you find yourself there all the time or binging on Netflix. Those things that you had broken away from now, the enemy of your soul is whispering in your ear, why don't you do it? Do it. Go now. You need that now. What he's trying to do is to get you to hold on to a habit that will take you down. And so I want to challenge you, warn you like Job's friend told him. It reminds me of a, a, a story I read this week of a young couple. They had been married a couple years, and they had, was having financial issues. So they went to a financial peace university uh, course and were doing good. They had their budget. You know, they had all planned out. They agreed to this budget. And one day, uh, the young lady went to uh, shopping, and as she was, went shopping, she walked by the uh, uh, store, and she saw this beautiful dress in the store. She said, oh, that looks so good. And she was just drawn into that store. So she went into the store and she looked at it. And then she decided after looking at it, she needed to, to get it down and try it on. And sure enough, it was just her size. And she, she just couldn't help it. And finally, you know, she took it off and she decided, I'm going to get it. So she pulled her credit card out and she swiped her card for $1,000 for this dress. She went home. And she knew that maybe there might be a little issue with her husband. So after her husband got home, she put the dress on and modeled it for him and said, Honey, don't I look so beautiful in this dress? 
He said, yes, you do. You look very beautiful in that dress. He said, by the way, how much did you pay for that dress? She said, $1,000. He said, $1,000? Are you insane? What happened? You just blew our budget, and he just went off. What are you doing spending $1,000 on a dress? You know we can't afford that. And she panicked. She said, you know, she says, the devil made me do it. He whispered in my ear, look how good that dress looks on you. And the husband looked at her and said, honey, why didn't you tell him, get thee behind me, Satan? She said, I did. But he went behind me and whispered in my ears, oh, you even look better from this from, from back here. <laughs> Isn't that the way the enemy does us? As he's constantly telling us the things in our ears, whispering stuff to us that's bad for us. The second thing that Job's friend told him was that you always need to be around people of God. You always need to be around people of God. Seek those people out because when you're weak, they will help you be strong. At SEC, we say this, your connections will determine your direction. Your connection will determine your direction. And so who are you connecting yourself to? It's going to, whoever you connect yourself to is going to determine where your life goes. And so I challenge you right now. And right now, I just want to give you a next step. And that says, I will do my best to stay connected to my church family. That's more, that's, that's so important right now. And listen, we want to connect with you. That's why every night, every night at 630, Rhonda and I are praying live with you on Facebook Live, on our SEC Facebook page our Instagram page, and then my page personally. We're doing that every, every, every night at 6.30. Why? Because we want to connect with you and stay connected. Also, we would tell you that uh, virtual groups, like you need to be in, a, in a, a small group of people. And if you would like to do that, say, Pastor Jeff, I don't want to be alone. I'd like to connect with some people. We'll help you do that. You can actually write on your connection card, type it on your connection card, or you can just write in the comments if you're on social media, and we will get that information to you. And the next thing I would tell you is that you need to take growth track. We say your life gets on track when you take growth track, when you go through growth track. And you can do that online if you're part of the SEC family or you want to be a part of the SEC family. Take growth track. I want to encourage you to, why don't you just go ahead and, and just sign up now on your connection card or message us you'd like to take growth track and we want actually, we'll get you on that journey that you can have a, con you need a church now more than ever, more than ever right now. You need a spiritual family to be around you and connect with you. So we want to be that with you. We want to join with you in this journey. We've never known how much our spiritual family meant to us until now. So I want to encourage you to do that. All right, again. We're going to say this again. It's going to come up on your screen. I want you to wake the neighbors up. I want you to wake your whole house up when you say it. You're going to say it so loud, all right? We're going to get it deep inside of us. Let's say it. You ready? Come on. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. Oh, say it again. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. Amen, everybody. We're coming back. Hey, we were down just for a little while, but we're going to come back. God is, listen, the devil may have set us back, but God's got our comeback already planned. We're coming back. We're going to get through what we're going through together. Amen. All right. The letter S, let me share this with you. The trust, T-R-U-S is this, is surrender my future to God. 
There's one thing that paralyzes us more than anything else, and that's called fear. It's fear of the future. What's going to happen? We start thinking that way, and it paralyzes us. We won't take a step forward because we're afraid of what might happen. The fear of the future is what we have to overcome. And I want to challenge you today to do that. Listen to some bad advice that Job got from his wife. Now, by this time in Job's life, not only had he lost everything, but just in a few days, he got very sick as well. His body was so infected. He was in constant pain. And his wife saw this, and this was her advice to Job. It was not good advice. It said this. His, his wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Now, again, his wife just couldn't stand to see him hurt anymore. That's why she said that. I want you to know this is the first time recorded in history that someone encouraged suicide. It's never a good out. It wasn't a good out in Joe's day, and it's not a good solution. You know, that is, that is a, that's someone trying to give a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and, and, and it's temporary what you're going through, and you're going to get through it. That is not an option. And he goes on to say this. You talk like a fool, woman. Should we accept only good things from God's hand and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. Job had surrendered his life completely to God. Look at this next statement. This is how committed Job was to God. He said this, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. In other words, God, I'm going through a lot right now. And, and this is difficult, and it's hurting me, but God, I'm going to trust you. Lord, it doesn't matter. Either if, if you decide you want me in heaven, that's okay, but I'm going to trust you all the way. I'm going to give everything I've got to you. Lord, in this financial pain, I'm going to trust you. Even though it seems like I'm going to go through bankruptcy, God, but I'm going to trust you. Even though it may seem like, God, this sickness I have, I'm never going to get, it seems like I'm never going to get well, but I'm going to trust you. And right in the middle of this pandemic, with all this going on is that God we are going to trust you no matter what we see because we live by faith and not by sight amen everybody why don't you just go ahead and just type in an amen right there amen hallelujah God is moving in us God is moving he goes on to say this let, let me just ask you this question it's your, your vehicle, it has warning lights, right? I mean, like, one of those that aggravates me is uh, my tire pressure light. It seems like that it, it just comes on all the time. Uh, that tire pressure says your tire pressure's low. And so that thing aggravates me because I can't ever get it just right. And then there's a warning light about your oil. When your oil in your car gets low, there's a warning light there. And then there's a warning light uh, for your fuel, Thank God that's there because if the, I'm going to tell you, if that warning light wasn't there, my wife, Rhonda, she would be on the side of the road because every time I ask her, uh, Rhonda, do you have gas in your car? She says, my light's not on. That's, that's her indicator. That's it, baby. If, we want, if that light ever goes out, my wife's going to be on the side of the road. Please help her. <laughs> it's going to be out. What I would tell you is this. Is look at this next verse, what Jesus says about this, about worry being a warning light. He says this. Only people who do not know God are always worrying. Can I tell you what worry is? Worry is a warning light 
that my trust in God is getting very low. That's what it is. Worry is a warning light. Just like on that fuel indicator when, you're, when your gas is getting low in your vehicle, it got, it, the warning light comes on. And when your trust begins to start getting low in God, all of a sudden the warning light comes on. That's what worry is. Worry is a warning light. It's a warning light. And let me just challenge you with this. Listen, when you're in a setback, either you're going to worry or you're going to worship. And I can tell you this, I don't know anybody that's ever worried their way back into a comeback, but I can tell you what, I can know of plenty of people who have worshipped their way into a comeback. And I want to challenge you to do that, that Job said, you know, all this has happened to me, but again, God is good no matter what. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Though he slay me, I will trust him. Do you have that kind of confidence today? Will you say that? You know, you say, Pastor Jeff, I want to say that, but I don't know if I believe it. That's all right. You say it until you believe it. You just declare it out loud over and over until it finally gets deep in your soul. And when you begin to get anxious and worried and, and overwhelmed with stress and fear, you just raise your voice and raise your hand and say, God's got this. And God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. I'm going to go, Lord, I'm going to believe you no matter what. And I know, God, that this is just a setback. And you're already planning my comeback. Amen, everybody. Isn't that awesome today to know that God has got this and he's got you in his hands. He's got you in his hands. Before we move on, again, I want you to wake the neighbors up or anybody in your house is asleep by saying this out loud. Because, I want, again, we want to get it deep down into our heart. Let's say it. You ready? It's coming up on the screen. Here we go. It's our statement. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. Oh, let's say it again. Trusting God is my path back to my comeback. I'm coming back. We're coming. Listen, SEC, we're coming back. God's going to raise us up and make us stronger than ever before. And listen, those of you that are worried about our nation, we are one nation under God, indivisible, under God's almighty hands. And I know God's got our comeback, and God's going to move in our life. That God, this setback, God's already preparing our comeback. We're going to come back stronger and better than before. Amen. 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 I'm so glad that you're with me today that we get to talk about this. It just excites me to get to talk with you. All right, let's go to the next letter. The letter T. The letter T is trust. Trust Jesus for every detail of my comeback. Not me, but trust Jesus for every detail of my comeback. I don't know, but he already knows. Look, Job got through what he was going through. Look what happens here. In Job 42 and 10, the Bible tells us what happens at the end of the story. Here's what it is. Look what it says. It says, the Lord gave him success again. The Lord gave him success again. God is going to give you success again. You say, Pastor Jeff, I lost a good job. That's all right. The Lord's going to give you success again. I know it doesn't feel good right now, but the Lord's going to give you health-wise. You know, I've been sick. God's going to give you success again. Relationally, right now, we're struggling. We're struggling in our family. God's going to give you success again. He's going to bring you through. And he goes on to the last part of this verse. I love it. He says, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had owned before. You know what that means? God gave Job double for his trouble. Just think about that. What is that going to look like when God gives you double for your trouble? What's that going to look like? What's your marriage going to look like when God gives you double for your trouble? 
What's it going to look like financially when God gives you double for your trouble because you trusted him and you held in here with him? What's it going to look like physically when God gives you double for your trouble? Can you just imagine that with me? Like what it's going to be like when you're, twice as, when you're twice as better off than you were before? What's that going to look like? God's going to bless you because, listen, in this setback, God is planning your comeback. Jesus said this in John 16 and 33. Jesus said this, by trusting me, you will be unshakable, assured, deeply at peace. In this world, you will continue to experience difficulties. Amen to that. But take heart. I have conquered the world. I have conquered the world. To what Jesus said, take heart. I've conquered the world. What I want you to know is, is that you can have peace in God. It's what's going on the inside of you that matters. I read this week of uh, how that uh, one of those fires had happened in California. It was a little south of L.A. in Orange County. Those houses there were more wealthy people live, and they have every fire protection that you can have. They have even fire retardant uh, ceilings or roofs on their house. And so they weren't concerned about a forest there because there's no forest, but it was the ashes that would blow off the fires that would blow onto the houses that, that were causing them to burn down before. So they put these fire retardant roofs on the houses. And everyone said, it'll never happen to us again. And a couple years ago, those fires happened. The ashes blew on top of those houses and the houses burned down again. And everyone was puzzled. Why, is it, why did that happen? And here's what they discovered. It wasn't because of the roofs. The roofs didn't burn. It was because of the debris that was inside the gutters that nobody could see. It was that debris that caught on fire, the stuff that nobody could see, that burned that house down. You see, it's what's on the inside of you that nobody can see that matters in your life. Oh, yeah, you got good curb appeal. You look great. Oh, on the outside, you look, you got it all together. You're like you have no problems at all. Look like you got this. But on the inside, on the inside, there's debris. There's stuff on the inside that your truth of matter, you're falling apart. And this storm is about to burn your house down and today that's why you're watching right now is because God had this appointment right now he Jesus Christ wants to come inside of you inside of you something that you cannot see and do a work inside of you that you will never you never thought was possible through the power of his Holy Spirit and you know you're hurting, and you know you've been waiting on this, and you're like, I can't take it anymore. I need Jesus. I need something. And you're tired of trying to hold it together yourself. Today is the day that you're going to give your life to Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in a prayer right now because you've been waiting. I want to lead you in this prayer and if this is you, you don't even have to say this prayer out loud. You just say it in your heart. You're probably, you may be sitting around some people in a living room or, or wherever, and you, just, you don't want them to hear you. That's okay. But you just say it with me. You ready? 
Dear Lord Jesus, I need you today. I can't take this anymore on my own. I need you to come inside of me. I look good on the outside. Everybody else looks like I'm strong and got it together. But God, you know I'm about, to, I'm about to lose it. And I need you to come into my life, Jesus, and save me. That's why I need a Savior. I need you to come in and save me on the inside. Forgive my sins. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross, and I believe you rose again. And today I declare... I am saved through your blood, Jesus. I'm saved through your life and your love. If you said that prayer with me today, I just want to welcome you to God's family. And I, I, the Bible says you should share this with someone. And you may not want to share it with the people in your family right now, but I want you to share it with me. And there's a number that's on your screen right now. That number is 404 2654 I want you to text the word saved and your name to that number so I, can, so I can rejoice with you. And I also want to give you a gift. I wrote a book for you, just for you. It's called The Next Steps as a Christ Follower because you're going to have questions about this journey with Jesus. And I, I, I tried to answer those in this book. So I want to ask you, if you would just, if you would just text that, I'll send this to you free as my gift to you to help you in your journey. You know why? Because I love you. You say, you say, Jeff, you don't even know me. No, I don't, but I'm going to tell you I love you and that God loves you. And we care and God cares. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.